Welcome to B-Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are joined by Ryan Thomas, Ryan C. Thomas, and Anthony Trevino. How's it going? What up? <laughs> what up? You know, I, I didn't know whether or not I could uh, or needed to add the C. I was too far. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Only if it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, after your ninth appearance on our podcast, we we tend to drop middle initials. Yeah, I'm surprised we even introduced them. Yeah. I don't even know why we're still wearing clothes. We know each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, today uh, we are talking uh, goosebumps. This is our yearly goosebumps episode. <laughs> used to be a full month. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it used to occur in October. <laughs> <laughs> when it was supposed to happen. But you know what? This year we had a very busy October. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's keep saying that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why we didn't get all those episodes out on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, uh, so we are covering the episode, um, The Girl Who Cried Monster. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're each covering a book, just like every year. We're going to skip news this week. Um and I read uh, Revenge of the Living Dummy, Goosebumps Horror Land, book one. Oh, oh, Brian, are we introducing them or are you going? Yeah, sure. No, no. <laughs> Brian, what'd you um, read? I wrote, or I, I, I read Don't Go to Sleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is uh, it's in the original Goosebumps series, number 54. Nice. I don't know if we're doing catalog numbers. You just did it, so I just figured I had to as well. <laughs> yeah. Who who edited that one? No. Uh, Anthony, what'd you read? I Hold on, I gotta look up the catalog it. number now. <laughs> I I refuse to believe someone actually edited it. <laughs> no, I'm I, Ryan, I'm sure somebody who did, did you read? What did you read? Press. I read. Uh, you can't scare me, and it's got a girth of eight. <laughs> Pretty, pretty girthy book. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what its number is. Right, and Anthony, that's a, I ripped off a Brian Regan joke. And did, you, did you figure out uh, what yeah. book it was? Right. I read The Horror at Camp Jelly Jam. And it's number 33 in the original series. Oh, that man. one's got a great cover, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's got Ryan on it. It's fucking stellar. <laughs> what now? The, the reissue cover... Totally gives away that there's a jelly jam monster, by the way. <laughs> Some Spoilers, geez. It's got a, it's got a little crown. Out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. What, what was that? What was that? Yeah, Ryan, what was that? He's slowly, he's slowly deflating. <laughs> All right, Jelly Jam. That's my new fucking name, man. Jelly Jam. Ryan Jelly Jam Thomas. Trying to find it. All I, I found is my. I should change like my Tinder name to Aunt Jelly Jam. <laughs> Hold on while I do that. Aunt. Uh, oh, I, th- I was thinking A U N T. I'm Aunt no, Jelly no, Jam. It's weird. I <laughs> Ryan and Ryan call me Aunt. Right, and then I, all of a sudden, everyone in my adult life calls me Aunt at work. Really? Only, only like my close friends call me Anthony. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> hmm. 
It's Did we odd. start something? No, you're not a fucking trendsetter. Be quiet. <laughs> Coming in hot. Nope, just drunk. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, what are I'm you trying doing? to find the cover because he made a thing about it. He said he was going to have to have the stories about me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Alright. <laughs> so do y'all wanna find it, fuck it, I'm done. Do y'all wanna cover the, the episode and then our four books? Or our four books and then I the think episode? we should do books and then episode. Not at yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> Not at first. <laughs> I mean, I guess I I'll go first if you want me to. Alright, buddy. You go first. <laughs> okay. So um my book is called uh Don't Go to Sleep, right? Um, and it is basically uh, Quantum Leap for kids. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, So, Oh, it, Dean Stockwell. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, anyway, so it follows... Uh, <laughs> come on. It's not like I knew him or anything. <laughs> I mean... Okay. <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, this this book uh, follows um, super nerd uh, Matthew Amsterdam, and they go out of their way, or R.L. Stein goes out of his way to talk about what a nerd he is, including the very first paragraph, him being uh, knocked on the head by his uh, life-sized Klingon cardboard cutout that falls off a shelf and hits him. Because his room is so messy, right? Okay. <laughs> and so filled to the brim with uh, nerd stuff that um, he's always complaining about it, right? Because he has the smallest room in the house. And it's and full of all this brother... nerd shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but didn't he put it there? Up. Is he not the nerd? He is the nerd. And so uh, he... why could you be mad? Like, oh, a beaker. Yeah, I think I think he should be happy that he's got all this nerd stuff. To you know, the this memorabilia that keeps it. But anyway, the the point is, his room is too small, and um, he he's got two older siblings, a brother and a sister. Uh, you know, because there's always a sibling in these Goosebumps books that um like to piss on the main character, basically, mm-hmm. right? And so this one is I don't know, Greg and Pam, something like that. Doesn't really matter. But the point is. <laughs> Right, they're always making fun of him, right? <clears throat> and they're older. They're in high school. He's like twelve, and he wants to exchange rooms uh, because they have a guest room that's bigger than his room, and he needs a bigger room to um, sleep in for all his nerd stuff, right? Or with all his nerd stuff. But his mom won't let him have uh, the guest room because the grandparents stay over once a year. Okay, that is literally the reason. Okay, and um, also uh, just just because now I'm remembering, uh, and it's important to the plot later. His dad is also dead. Okay, so <laughs> but anyway, so um, it's him and his mom and his two siblings, right? So the point is uh, basically that's just a big, uh, a thinly veiled reason to have Stein or to to for Matthew to go sleep in the. Um, guest room one night okay mm-hmm. and so he wakes up from the guest room and he is now like 17 years old and his brother and sister 
are like 12 and 13. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> he goes to high school and he's all freaking out because like he doesn't know any of his classes or anything like that. Right. And he's got to take like uh, AP calculus and stuff. And it's um, it's ridiculous. Right. And so everything has been turned upside down. Right. And he, he meets this girl. He runs into a girl. Her name is Lacey. Um, they have a little meet cute where he runs into her and all her book, all her books fall. Right. And mm-hmm. then they bonk on each other's heads and giggle and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> but how so she, Anthony. Huh? <laughs> he said that's how he met <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really adorable. But so, so like, Basically, she's in the school he was supposed to be in. She's like 12 and, um, you know, like whatever. He's immediately in love with her. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, he goes back to sleep and um, I don't remember. uh, He wakes up again and he's like 13 or 14. So he's like around the age. But now like. His parents are different, right, when he comes back. So his mom's, like, a completely different person, and his dad's alive. But he's, like, an only child now. And, like, they don't have a dog. They have a cat. And, like, all kinds of weird stuff happens, right? And so, basically, the rest of the book is him falling asleep after having a weird day, right, and waking up as a different thing. Okay, and so like he wakes up as like a monster at Mm -hmm. one point, like an eight foot tall monster with like claws and stuff. And he can't talk and he like goes out and he tries to like he runs out of the house and he's trying to be like, you know, don't be afraid. I'm not really a monster. And he just comes out screaming and then he just starts flipping cars. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's not really (laughs) man, you know what I'm saying? But. And then, like, he eats somebody's, like, sedan, right? Because he's craving metal. But he keeps running into to Lacey, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, e- even at this one with the monster, it's like everybody's running away from the monster, but then Lacey's coming towards him. But every time he and Lacey get, like, closer together, these two, like, bully characters show up, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, you know, we're going to pound your ass, right? And um, <laughs> we're going to beat the fuck out of you. This is a kid's book. <laughs> now it's getting interesting. Now I'm in. <laughs> okay. And so, so, but here, here's the stupid part. Uh, they're literally named Bruce and Wayne. But anyway, um, and I was like, come on, Stein, really? That's like your only nerd frame of reference. Ooh. Random Klingon from Star Trek and Bruce Wayne. Like, it wasn't even a cutout of like Worf or anybody. <laughs> It was like a random Christopher uh, Christopher Lloyd from uh, whatever <laughs> from three. Oh no, it's from, uh, four. No three. I, I forget. Yeah. But like, come on, get I'm gonna get a good one. You know, this wasn't anyway. Um, I'm not gonna just sit here and name Klingons, although I could, <laughs> but I'm not going to <laughs> save it for Klingcast. <laughs> so so um. Anyway, so Bruce and Wayne are threatening him to beat him up every time, and he keeps running away, right? But then, like, just falling asleep, right? And, and like, flipping universes and stuff. And so um, Lacey explains to him 
that when he went to sleep in the guest room, he fell through a crack in reality, right? And uh, basically, every time he goes to sleep, it's causing, like, ripples through the time stream and, like, through the fabric of reality, and um, it's messing everybody's lives up. And her, like, Lacey and Bruce and Wayne are members of some, like, reality task force, and they're trying to fix things, right? Like the Adjustment Um, Bureau? Yeah, I was about to say it's getting a little Uh, Philip K. Dick up in here. Right. Yeah, R.L. Stein being PKD in here. And and so, um, like, th- they're like, well, how are you going to fix me? And they're like, we're going to put you to sleep forever. Right? <laughs> Which I thought was they were going to kill him. But no, they had a sleeping potion. Right? And so he forces himself <laughs> to go to sleep. So maybe he can wake up in another reality uh, and get away from him. Right? And so he turns into a squirrel. And then, <laughs> basically, um, he, he like, I don't know, he spends the rest of the time trying to get back into his house. <laughs> and, like, he can't get in through a, as a squirrel because, like, all the windows are locked. So he goes back to sleep in a tree, and he comes out as um, a morbidly obese child and breaks the tree branch he was sleeping on. <laughs> but, anyway, he ends up sneaking. Yeah, that's, that's like, literally a plot thing. He ends up sneaking back into his house and going back to sleep in his own bed because he thought maybe that would reverse everything. Right. And he wakes up in his own universe and everything's fine and blah, blah, blah. And so like he goes down to, 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 you know, go eat breakfast. And then his mom's like, I have a surprise for you. Or he goes to school or something. I don't remember. Um, he, he, she's, she's like, I have a surprise for you. And he's like, what? And she's like, look, and she opens up the guest room and she had moved all his stuff into the into the guest room. So now that's his room and he's going to have to go sleep in it. And then, like, everything else, would, you know, happen again. And then they, like, I don't know, kill him or something. <laughs> but that's the end. Huh. Yeah. It didn't sound bad for an R.L. Stein it book. Was, it wasn't bad. Like, it was much more... Sci-fi-y? You know, sci-fi than it was horror the it seemed like the the monster part mm-hmm. was the like shoehorned in there just to make it horror adjacent but yeah so okay so if you read this when you were like the targeted age eight years old or whatever ten years old yeah would you have liked it yeah. you think probably yeah i mean i like all the goosebumps i read when i was that age yeah yeah Huh. All right. So you as a 38, you're 38, yeah. 38 year old man. Yeah. Did Let's you like it? Throw everybody's ages out. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you like it now? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was, it was three. It wasn't great. Like there was a surprising lack of Stein moments. Like I didn't get Steined, I think, but like one time or twice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, there was actually one, there, there was a couple of rare steins in this one though. There was one where he, he does the, the cliffhanger thing, but then immediately, uh, fixed it before the chapter ended. Oh yeah. And then, and then it wasn't, you know, it didn't stein me. And then there's another one that did it like literally in the same sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So so, yeah, he pulled the rare, a couple couple of rare steins in there. Yeah. 
Well, but I don't know. It was pretty. It was all right. It was you know. It wasn't. It wasn't great. But I mean, it was. <laughs> so I mean, out of five, was, what are you getting? <laughs> it was a. It was a fun idea. Let's say like three. Three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's decent. Maybe I'll check it out. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys don't realize this whole podcast is just for me to see like what I'm going to read next. suggestions. Who wants to go next? No. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Um, I did one called <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> yeah, I did one. I read well, I didn't read anything. Uh me and my daughter listened to the audiobook of this in like four parts while I picked her up from school. Like every day we listen to more and more. Also, I'm missing so this is like I said, Goosebumps Horror Land book one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um I am missing the part of it where we go they go into horror land which apparently is in some copies but it wasn't it was in this audiobook but it starts over at chapter one so i thought it was just a sneak peek into the next book so i quit there so my bad but anyway <clears throat> a, a couple Wait, other fun things Horrorland is like a like a reoccurring place though and yeah in but stein see, lore yeah. but see right? the steiniverse yeah, and see, this one ends, and then it's like, enter Horrorland. And so I thought that was like the next book, right? Mm-hmm. Because they they didn't go to Horrorland in this, like, at all. <laughs> like, like uh, it, two hours of audiobook, no Horrorland. It was all just slappy, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, but, you know, I got I got the gist of it. Um, <laughs> 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 the, uh, the, the other thing... All right, so I, I was just reading about this book, and I found some interesting stuff. Like, um, the cover art of this is also the cover art of another book, like a writing book, but uh, it doesn't have Slappy on that. It just has the theme what? park. Yeah, the cover arts. Like, what is writing it a, book is it? Uh, is it a writing book by Stein? No, no. How to Stein people. It's um, Christopher Pike. No, 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 hold on. Let me see. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, Cover art was reused for the uh, reuse for the book, Write Your Fright, promotional book, but without Slappy on the cover. Um, The other funny things in 2012, a miniature copy of the book, minus the horror land section. So all that I read uh, or listened to was released as a promotional pop tie in with Popeyes. (laughs) Like, you know, Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Restaurant? Yeah, this was also done with Creep from the Deep, Monster Blood for Breakfast, and The Scream of the Haunted Mask. Uh, and then another one on October 31st and November 1st of the same year. Promotional releases were given to Hometown Buffet, Old Country Buffet, Fire Mountain Country Buffet, Granny's Buffet, and Ryan's Grill, in which the first 50 kids, 11 or younger, who arrived each night would get a free copy. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then I'm very perplexed by this. Yeah, this is also currently the final book uh, to of Slappies to have of the Living Dummy in the title. So this follows uh, mm. Night of the Living Dummy Part Three. So as you remember, I covered Night of the Living Dummy Part One. Didn't realize this tied uh-huh. in. So this is Revenge of the Living Dummy. All that said, let's start. So there's a girl named <laughs> named Brittany. And shit, I forget who other people's names are. <laughs> so there's a girl named Brittany, 
and uh, her neighbor, her neighbor's name is Molly, and they're like best friends, right? And Molly's dad studies uh, uh, dolls, like artifacts, ancient artifacts. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I see your, your mind going, but it's not what happens. Um, so anyway, so he brings home this doll called like the mind ripper or some shit like that. And it's supposed to, if you touch this doll, it steals your, your mind. Okay. And he's, he's like under three layers of glass. I'm glad I'm entertaining Ryan. What culture is that from? (laughs) I don't know. So (laughs) they said it, the, the Mayumba islands or something. That was made up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, I, I forget Mumba islands. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, she has this like doll under glass, right? Well then Brittany's cousin, moves in with them and it never says, but like the cousin's going through some bad like times with the parents and all. And she's like, I hate my cousin. And he's always just like messing with me and all this stuff. And so he shows up and he's got like a ventriloquist doll. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, who's that? And he's like, it's Mr. Bad boy. <laughs> and, and he, and he like the doll kicks her and he's like, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> like it does like a Alvin the Chipmunk type thing, right? He's like, I'm a bad boy. I, I forgot you listened to an audiobook of it, and I, I just thought that that was your internal monologue, like <laughs> yeah. internal voice you gave to no, that dummy. No, it's like this real high pitch. Like, anyway, and so like Ethan's just always pulling shit with her, like just always like just being a total asshole to her, and be like, "Well, did your neck, you know, did your neck throw up?" And and he like classic. Yeah, and so he's just getting in trouble, and so anyway, she looks, and the dummy starts, like, moving on its own and stuff. It freaks her out, and she's like, man, I don't know what to think. You know, she's talking to her neighbor again, and she's like, I don't know what to think. He's got this doll, and the doll moves sometimes, and she's like, you don't think that the doll is, like, possessed? And she's like, no, 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 doll's not possessed, right? And so anyway, then, like... He fucks with her some more, like it pulls down like one of her posters and rips it and stuff. And uh, so one by one, like things are happening where the doll is there, but the kid isn't, you know? And so she's like, hey, Brittany, we got to get your dad to look at this doll. And she doesn't because Brittany calls her back and she's like, we got <laughs> to bury this mind ripper doll. It's scaring the shit out of me, right? And so then they go to the cemetery to bury the Mind Ripper doll, right? So they bury this doll, and then she comes back, and she sees, she's like, but, you know, that we solved your problem, but now we got to get rid of my doll problem. And so she notices there's a uh, remote control out of Ethan's shit, like out of his bag and stuff. And so she pushes a button, and it's like, I'm a bad boy. And so it turns out he's like animating Slappy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, again. yeah, yeah, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> so anyway, so so that's my new ringtone, right there. <laughs> so so she's like, oh, never mind. I'm gonna be okay. We don't even need to worry about it. Obviously, there's uh oh, I missed a part. <laughs> and a very pivotal part to the story. They found like this book of spells. They also found the slappy thing in in, the, in uh, one of her father's like anthropology books. You know, they found a picture of Slappy, and they were like, "Oh, you know, if we say these words, he will not 
you know, he won't, uh, these are like some magic words that make him come to life. And they're like, if we say these magic words, then it'll make him go back to sleep. So they say the words and then they bury the doll and blah, blah, blah. So then she finds out the remote control and it turns out he's not really like, you know, she's like, oh, Ethan's just messing with me. He's got it rigged up to scare me. And so she goes to sleep and Slappy wakes her, you know, he wakes her up in the middle of the night and he's like, guess what? Guess who's alive now? You know, I, uh, he's like, you woke me up with your spell. And so he's like, now I have to take you as a slave. I'm, I'm here to enslave humanity. And all this stuff, and he's that's like, what he did. The, wanted to do in the first one, right? No, in the like, first one, he was a totally different type character. Uh, I forget what he happened. wasn't even named Slappy though. No, but that's right? what he did want to do in one of the movies. Yeah, to say like enslaved people. That's like his mo, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so he's like, you know, I'm gonna make everyone my slave and all this stuff. And he's like, and guess what? We're gonna bury this mind ripper thing. First off, I want to, or we're going to unsheath that because I can rip your mind out. And uh, that'll be the first step of uh, being a slave, you know, getting you undermined slave powers. And so she, they like, he, I forget how he like coerces her into doing that. He's like, oh, well, you're not coming with me. Then I guess I'm going on my own. And guess what? Uh, You can't always be looking over your shoulder for me and all this stuff. So then she goes and her parents like see her running out of the house uh, and down to the cemetery. And her parents are like, you know, what are you doing here? Because he goes limp, (laughs) you know? And so, uh, she ends up throwing him like the slappy doll while he's pretending not to be alive. She busts, uh, that the glass and it rips slappy's mind out. And that's about it. And then she reburies him. She takes the slappy doll back because it's her cousin, Ethan, who's like a troubled kid. You know, it's his comfort blanket, basically this creepy ventriloquist doll. And, um, she brings it back and, but she buries it and he's like, I'll be back, you know, underground. She's like, "Eh, eh," just kind of buries him. And that's it. This book had two of the best signs I've ever seen in my life. One of which, one of which was, uh, so uh, she like loses her footing or some shit and like, and hits the glass with the mind ripper thing. And she's mm-hmm. like, and I felt my light, my mind being sucked out. Oh God. And then it's like chapter three or whatever, you know? And then it starts and it's like, oh no, it was a text message. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I felt. And then the other one, <laughs> the other one, the exact same thing. Slappy like knocks her down on top of the uh, mind ripper thing. And she's like, and all of a sudden my vision split in two. Uh, I saw bright lights coming straight at me. Uh, you know, I was disoriented and all this kind of shit and like all this stuff. And then, so then uh, she's, you know, next chapter. And it's like, oh no, that's my parents' headlights. Why are they here? Those don't even make any sense. No. Brilliant. Yeah, we got stained. Anyway, long story short, uh, my kid really liked it. I didn't like it as much. I'm going to go ahead and say two and a half out of five. Stein, you've done better. Did did it scare her? No. She liked <laughs> it, though. And then we started Ramona the Brave after that. So, so far, Ramona the Brave's a better <laughs> book. <laughs> Way better written. Right. What? Yeah. yeah. So. I refuse to believe that. 
<laughs> I've read real estate pamphlets better written than most of Stein's stuff, so it's not hard. <laughs> I love to think about every year R.L. Stein listening to this podcast and just crying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> just crying my in son, a bed of money. My, my kids... My kids watch the the Goosebumps movies with Jack Black, and mm-hmm. uh, like they're, they're entertaining. They're fun. You know, yeah, like, he's fine. He's doing fine. Stein's doing fine. <laughs> I really like the the new Fear Street movies on Netflix. Like they were, yeah. were good. They were good. I, no? I had it no. with them, but at the same, yeah, I'm with Anthony this one. I I I give him a thumbs down, but I was entertained enough to watch all three. So that says something. Well, I didn't finish the third. So maybe I. I really like the I like the first one, and I fucking hated the second one so much that I never watched the third one. Really? Why do you, you didn't like the second one? The kills are non-existent. It, it's been so much time rehashing stuff that I learned in the first one that I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I fucking know what's happening. I watched the first one. Stop <laughs> reiterating this information to me. <laughs> I, can see I think that. it was a, it was a pretty ambitious project overall to do it. Mm-hmm movies and have it all tie back the very yeah. first movie, which I like. I did like that part. Um, I just had issues with, uh, I think they needed somebody to come in and with, a, you know, they needed a plausibility consultant, but like, but really, Ryan, of uh, uh, these three Fear Street movies, that's what you're concerned about is plausibility? Yeah. Come on, dog. See, I don't think there was really witches. <laughs> we need to check that out. You know, I, I really like that they were trashier films than I was expecting. Yeah. Wasn't there a B. Dalton? Isn't there a, 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 like a Walden Books B. Dalton yeah. stand-in in the beginning? I was like, all right, well, I spent a lot of time in there. It's kind of fun and nostalgic. Like, I like the first one. Uh, the first one was pretty, like, when they did the um, the cold cut slicer, whatever that machine yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Like, that was cool. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, oh, shit, they went there, and that, that was cool. You know? mm-hmm. But, um, so uh, by the time we got to the end of the third one, I was like, I appreciate what they tried to do. I had some problems with it, but like I appreciate what they tried to do, and I made it through all three. So that's you know, give them. There's no Frankenhooker, but whatever. (laughs) Nah, but what is right? Very few things. Yeah. Well, who's going next? Both. I'll go. Uh, Anthony will go. Yes. So I can't remember. Do you guys put videos on YouTube? No. Or no? Okay. So, I, so the, you, you'll just have to look up the covers, listener, <laughs> because the original cover is a 10, and the new one <laughs> is a fucking walking spoiler alert. Um, so I read The Horror at Camp Jelly Jam, which is one of the dumbest titles I've ever read in my life. <laughs> it is no, I, I will say this, it is certainly no welcome to Camp Nightmare. Um, so basically... I will not be doing such a thoughtful and detailed uh, recap of the book like uh, Brian and Craig have done. Oh, I guess Ryan just leaves during these. What a dick. Um, hey, he, he's, he's a big star. He's a big get for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm really just riding those coattails. Uh, I had to piss, Anthony, but I thought you the whole yeah, I, I would ca- hope so. I called you a big you know, get for us. But after it's right now, I heard you the your voice as you know brain as I was urinating the entire time. You're right here. I'm glad you remember that I'm a big golden shower aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, I'm sorry. I, I meant to tell you, Ryan, the other day, uh, there's some video going viral on TikTok about the scariest books someone's ever read or most disturbing. 
And the summer oh. I died was on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not the viral video about my backyard, is it? Is that finally down? <laughs> no, that I didn't see that. But I, this one I came across like naturally, uh, and I was like, I should text that to Ryan. But it was like five in the morning. It was when I was getting ready for work, and then I was like, I'm not going to do that because it's can like, text me. Yeah, but that's just weird. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> it's three a.m. your time. <laughs> Trust me, I'm probably up because my kids are probably kicking me in the face because they come in here and I got to take them to their room and it's a nightmare. I haven't slept in eight fucking years. You know, you know it. I'm aware. All right. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I fucked up jelly jam time. <laughs> Can you guys hear the fireworks going off here? I heard that. I one. heard that one. All right. Well, well I'm going to mute and then Ryan, go ahead and you do yours because it's Disneyland shooting off their fucking lame ass fireworks. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We'll you're right it. across from Disneyland. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'm taking over for Anthony here. I love how unprofessional our podcast is. It has to be frustrating <laughs> to listen to. You know what's funny though is I can't I can't hear his fireworks because there's a wedding next door and all <laughs> like dance club music because they, they've got a sound system out in the backyard with a DJ. So all I hear is you know. So um, That's a pretty good mouth tech now. Thank you. <laughs> Accent. All right, I get. I guess I'll go. Anthony took off on me now. He's like, Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I did. You can't scare me. Uh, which actually had a cool cover. The the reason I chose it was because the cover was a uh, pretty cool. The swamp thing creatures. Um, so this starts out with this kid Eddie. He's on a school field trip. And they go to a forest. You know when you guys were in school and you took a field trip to the forest? <laughs> so It's an underfunded they, they school to district. Space camp. Just like didn't do anything. You just hung out in the woods. Yeah, well that's right. what this is. They like go on this field trip to this forest. And uh, but Eddie's got a friend. I, I was a little, uh, this piqued my interest because Eddie's best friend is named Hat. Because he just wears a hat all the time. Love it. Love so they it. call him. They call him Hat, and uh, I was like, "Oh, that, that's that's kind of cool. I like." Um, so they go into the forest, and uh, he's with these other. So there's this girl, Courtney. Courtney's the bitch of the whole story. Everyone hates. <laughs> and so they're supposed to be in the forest, um, documenting. This is the best part. They're supposed to be documenting wildlife and plant life. Plant life in the forest. Like you could fill up your notebook pretty damn. I would think, and uh, so they so anyway they find like a snake and what and anytime they find something scary because Eddie's a like a scaredy cat. Um, Courtney comes over and like picks up the snake and she's like it's just a snake. Or she comes over and there's a deer and she's like it's just a deer and she's a real. <laughs> so Eddie Eddie and Hat don't like Courtney. So the whole premise of this book then becomes. Uh, we got to scare Courtney because she's not afraid of him. And they get back to the school bus and Courtney's holding bees in her hand. As you, <laughs> as you do. And she like throws the bees at Eddie and he cries and like, uh, pissed. he's like, we got to get her. We got to get her. And, um, so they go back. So the next day at school, they're like, okay, we're going to figure out a way 
uh, scared Courtney. The whole premise of this book is like we're just going to make her scared. So it's 80 pages of like let's try to scare Courtney. And every chapter basically boils down to what can we do to scare her. So they, uh, they get a rubber snake and they put it in her lunch bag and uh, it doesn't scare her. Uh, they go to the science lab and they steal the tarantulas out of the school uh, science lab and they try to drop the tarantulas on her head, but they miss. And so she picks up the tarantulas and she's like, it's just a tarantula. And um, a bunch of stuff like this. So anyway, uh, Eddie has this older brother because, of course, they've always got to have a brother or a sister. Yeah. And his older brother is filming a movie in the woods with uh, about mud people because there's this town legend that uh, back in the day, these really poor people couldn't afford to live in town. So they built mud shacks along the river. And the whole town hated the poor people that lived. <laughs> yeah, and and the shops wouldn't the shops wouldn't sell them any goods and stuff like that because they were the mud people who lived at the river covered in mud. And one day there was this like, I didn't know Stein was a classist. Yeah, right. Stein's <laughs> and, kind of a uh, dick. <laughs> so um, one day there's a torrential downpour. And the river floods, and all these people drown in mud. And and he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all get wiped away. So that's that's the story of the people. They all, they all get washed away, and they're dead, and nobody cares. So um, eventually, Eddie's brother is like, well, we're going to go make this movie about the mud people. So he's off doing that at a certain point. And at the... It, Meanwhile, they're still trying to come up with ways to scare Courtney. Uh, so they go and they get this dog. They're like, oh, we'll chase her with a dog. So they go and they find a dog, a St. Bernard. And they realize that if they whistle, dog goes berserk and wants to like, kill people. So they take the dog over to where Courtney is and they whistle. And the dog like starts you know, going berserk or whatever. and um, It doesn't work. So they go, okay. Uh, we got to figure out a way to get her in the woods because we're going to scare her with the mud. We're going to have my brother and his and his friends pretend to be the mud people to come and kill her because the town legend is that this one time a year mud people come back. So oh, go, okay, so they were from a long time ago. Yeah, sorry. That's, <laughs> it's like two years ago. Yeah. I thought town. it was happening concurrently. No, the history of the town. <laughs> Huh, washed him out. Let's scare Brittany or whatever. <laughs> They're gonna scare Courtney. Oh, I forgot the one I forgot the one where they put something in so the they put some I think they put the tarantula this is what it was. They put the tarantula in her lunch bag, but they're eating lunch in the classroom. So they're like, Oh, this'll totally get her. The tarantula will scare her. And then the teacher goes, I forgot my lunch today. Can I have can I borrow someone's lunch? So of course Courtney is like, what oh, fucking teacher does that? Hey, I didn't right? bring my lunch. What do you little motherfuckers <laughs> give me your lunch? Right. So she does. She gives him the lunch and the tarantulas in there or whatever. And he screams and she's like, it's just a tarantula. All right. So long story short, finally, uh, they convinced Courtney to go to the woods and they've got Eddie's older brother and his friends are going to be the mud people and they're going to scare her. 
And, oh, they got the St. Bernard again, uh, who's named Buttercup. They've got Buttercup again. And they're going to take her to the woods, and they're going to scare her with the dog, and they're going to chase her with the mud people. And the dog ends up going off and chasing a squirrel. So now they're like, oh, we got to save the dog. Forget our plan with court. We're going to go get the dog so the dog doesn't get lost. And they're walking through the woods, and there's another dog now, like a demon black dog that shows up out of nowhere. And, of course, Courtney comes and, like, tames both dogs. She's like, <laughs> the dogs are fine. Like, every, every time they try to do something to Courtney, she's like, it's just a snake. Just a tarantula. It's just a demon dog. Chill out, guys. So, <laughs> Wait, when did you get Chinese food? Has it? Uh, yeah. Man. Lucky man. Jealous? Yes. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. Courtney and the All demon right, so dog. She, right. So she tames the demon dog. She, she tames the uh, St. Bernard. So finally, um, they're like, okay, they get her into the part of the woods where they need her for Eddie's brother and his friends who are dressed now as the mud people of yesteryear to come out and scare her. And it just happens to just so happens to be the day, the anniversary of the death of the actual mud people, you know, and mud people. So then. All these mud people come out, and Eddie's like, oh, it's my brother and his friends, and finally Courtney's going to really be scared. And then from behind, he he hears, hey, brother, we had a flat tire. We're late. So, of course, the mud people coming towards them are actual mud people. And, uh, and they all scream, and they all run away, and nobody dies. And the next day, he, he goes, uh, he goes, so I'm still scared of the mud people, and Courtney's not. And that's the whole book. And I'm I'm making this a really <laughs> short view. I'm so it's just a smear a really piece on the mud view. people? What? <laughs> I said, so the whole book was just a smear piece on the mud people? Pretty much. <laughs> it's just chapter after chapter of how can we scare her, and then it doesn't scare her, and then they get more pissed off, and they try to think of a different way. So it's like, oh, we'll try a snake. We'll try a spider. We'll try a dog. We'll try fake mud people. And then the book just ends, and he's like, uh, I'm still scared, and she's not. It was not great goosebumps. So, so she wasn't even like a demon or something? Nope. Like, monster? No, she's just a smug little, you know. Actually, I, I feel like I would I would want her on my team. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll take her. Sounds- she's brave. Yeah, she should have been the protagonist of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And huh. there was only, like you were saying earlier, this only had a couple of Stein moments. Really, here, there, there was not a lot of Steining. Um, there was like, you know, oh, I, uh, remember he got trapped in the closet with a tarantula as he was trying to catch, it. and he's like, oh, and then it bit me. Oh no, it was just my friend tapping me on the leg. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of <laughs> like maybe three Stein moments in the whole book. Honestly, it was one of the, you know. One of the worst ones I've read. <laughs> I've been doing. This. It was really boring. It was a bad, bad. One. Hmm. Huh. Well, <laughs> what would you give it? Of all the ones I've read so far, I would give this a one. This is. Damn. Pretty- 
Damn, Stein. That's disappointing. Arl Stein, yeah. you, you hearing that? Because <laughs> when, when, when the mud monsters finally came, like, Stein will actually kill some kids in his books. Oh, you know? like, he'll actually, yeah. like, go there. But he didn't. It was just, they all ran away, and then the next day the kid was like, I'm still scared, and Courtney's not. So, all right, I'll take Courtney on my team. You know? Huh. Hmm. Huh. It's like... That seems like it was written to, like, fulfill a contract obligation or something. <laughs> As if all of these books weren't written to fulfill a contract <laughs> obligation. God. Yeah, you know, he wrote... Uh, so, I have, like, his autobiography over here oh, somewhere. Cool. Yeah, it, it, it was actually kind of cool. It, it came out with when the uh, Goosebumps movie came out. Or, or at least that's when I saw it, and that's when, like, the bookstore was displaying it. But it was like, I forget what it was called, like The Man from Ohio or some shit. And it like, looks like a Goosebumps. And it's like written toward kids and stuff. But dude, he straight up wrote most of these in a weekend. He'd just go in a hotel. Oh, yeah. Hotel and like, all right, 20,000 words and I'm done. Like, so I, I don't think he ever really. You, just, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think he ever really used that backspace or. You know, any sort of plotting or there's anything. No, there's no I mean, editing that's, that's why there's no, like, like actual writing. Like, the, the, there's no similes. There's no, like... Because uh, the book I read has, like, almost no metaphors, nothing like that. It's just this happened, this happened, this happened. This happened. You know, I, I, I think it's the way I'm wired. Like, I, I appreciate straightforward writing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about, you know, the elements... Of prose, uh, but <laughs> but like no, I mean I appreciate that. I just uh, I, I like stories. I don't care about literature, if that makes sense. No, I, I but, yeah, I'm right there with you. But yeah, even saying that he he should be better at stories. <laughs> what if what if steining is just an elaborate form of metaphor? Damn, uh, the real Stein was in us after all. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, he could say, you know, the tree root grabbed me like a skeleton hand, but no, he goes literal and then fake out. You know, which is kind of what the, what a metaphor is kind of doing anyway. Well, yeah, like the tree root grabbed me. OJK, it was just my dad's rake. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite. That's- has to be like ever was her mind was ripped, but it was a text message. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> like see, like <laughs> see, and and that's a commentary on how kids are all like into their phones these days, and it's just like you know, it's, it's got control of their minds. I don't know. I kids do are just looking at too many screens. I do have to say, you know, my my kid uh, Ryan, I think your your kid is real into horror and, and stuff like that, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, he loves horror. Movies. Uh, you know, my six-year-old likes scary things, but doesn't like being scared. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, she likes like monsters and shit like that, but she doesn't like being scared, dude. She was all in on this. Like, even it didn't scare her, but she was all in. So, like, having that kind of feedback just while listening to me being underwhelmed, but her being like, this fucking rules, you know, <laughs> like was interesting uh, because I, I think he somehow really is able to tap into, you know, kids emotions. Oh, yeah. 
My son reads the Slappy books. He's got the collection. He reads them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, it was kind of interesting. That was the first time this, you know, that I've uh, gone through this with her, but she really, really liked it. I was surprised. But, all right, Anthony, your time. Well, I don't have kids. <laughs> I was <laughs> just you mostly know wanting you to recap, you know, Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you going to cut out the earlier part? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You, you came right. on the wrong podcast. Greatly <laughs> underestimating the amount of like editing so that happens. This is this is what happens at the core of Camp Jelly Jam. So this family, they're road tripping, and the kids are like, "Fuck, I'm so bored!" Right? And they're and then the one of them suggests, "I don't remember which one. It doesn't matter." They're like. Oh, let's hang out in the, the, the little camper that's hooked up to the car. That'll mix it up a bit. I don't know if that's legal. Uh, Ryan, is that legal? You have one of those. Uh, hang out in the camper when you're driving? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. It doesn't right. seem very legal. No. I don't think it is. <laughs> but um. anyway, so they're riding in the camper, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, this is like going backwards. That's crazy, right? Let's look out. Oh no, where's mom and dad? They've driven off and let. So it's like Home the, Alone. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's a, it's a real fucking like uh, physical comedy moment, and and so the trailer that that they're in crashes, and they're like, oh shit, where are we? We're in the woods, and then this doofus camp counselor that looks like the guy on the cover shows up, and he's like, oh hey, you guys, um, um, come hang out at our camp. And while we look for your for your parents, right? And we get the word back to them and you can just, you know, leave with them when they get here. Uh, spoiler alert, this is an R.L. Stein book. It doesn't go that way. Um, <laughs> um, and so they go to this camp and everybody's obsessed with like being the best. And um, I think I think the slogan is like only the best and you got to be the best at all the sports. Right. And if you and win, their name is Camp Jelly Jam. Correct. All right, Brian. I don't like the disdain of which you said Camp Jelly Jam. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, is yeah. that the best name they could come up with? It's the best name Arl Stein had. He was probably sitting there. T- no, t- no, t- no, t- no. Camp. There's like a half a dozen camp blank books. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and this is not, not the, the superior best camp one. Name he could come up with. Welcome to Camp Night. But <laughs> this did have. Camp- this had the best uh, cover art I've ever yeah. seen. Period. That's pretty great. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, the guy it looks on the so cover stupid. Of, the original cover art looks like that guy needs a red dot above his house. <laughs> wait, wait, pause while Craig decides whether or not that guy's a pedophile on the cover. <laughs> okay. I sh- there, uh, no, I was trying wait, to figure does out. Wait, you- is that not a thing? Is that not a thing in other parts of the United States? What? Wait, like there's like a physical, a physical red, dot? red dot above the Ryan, pay attention. Get off your phone. I'm trying and to find the cover. Above. I want to see the cover art. I can't find it. So so when Dude, we just Google it. <laughs> I, I believe on, we I'm on Amazon. The image not, button. Not coming up. Listen, George, I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, hold on. Wait, so wait, wait. No, no, no. There's yeah, a physical, physical red dot. And when you say above, do you mean like hovering in the air? <laughs> no, Damn, Cal- no. Now no. I know where these state income taxes are. Physical dot. <laughs> oh, that cover. Okay. 
There's no houses <laughs> here. Wait, they they make them no. fly a pedophile flag in California? Yeah, so so here No, they you have... have to go on the like the real estate sites and then they'll oh. put the dot on. Oh yeah, I okay. think there's something like yeah. family watchdog the, here. The registry. Yeah, they make them a register yeah. here. I thought I live three. Like... I live three houses away from one. I know. Carol's like house. I've heard your podcast where y'all talk about that. That's nuts. Yeah. Um. Anyway, where was I? Okay. So so Pedophiles. they go to this camp. They go to this camp, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, if you win six of these uh, king coins, which are these coins which have a little like jelly monster on them, that's their mascot." Um, you get you you get to walk in the winner's walk, right? So her brother is a little shit, and he's really competitive, and he's kind of a dick, and he's like, "You just don't want me to have all these king coins," and she's like, "No, I just you know I want to go home because this is weird," and he's like, "It's not weird. I'm the best I've ever been," and blah 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 blah. Anyway, she figures out that the camp counselors are all being mind controlled by this monster that lives underneath the camp. Oh, yeah, there's also intermittent earthquakes, which you later find out are the monster belching. Nice. <laughs> um, so she goes down there to figure out, because she's like, this is weird. Some of the kids aren't coming back. And also, like, I'm at this weird camp, but where are my fucking parents? Um, she goes down there, and all the kids that win in the winner's walk after they've achieved the six king coins are basically their job is to be King Jelly Jam slaves. And as the King Jelly Jam slaves, you have to continuously bathe him because his <laughs> smell <laughs> because his his smell is so bad that uh, if. If, if he isn't continuously bathed round the clock, um, his own smell will suffocate and kill him. Wow. All right. So Maybe they shouldn't keep him underground. Oh, so, <laughs> so she convinces everybody to stop. Eventually, he succumbs to his own stench. He <laughs> dies. The cops show up. The cops show up, and they're like, wow, uh, this smell crept into town, and we decided to show up and figure out what was really going on here. Um, the parents show up. for the cops. They pick pick the kids up and they go home the end. Now, I I just, I notated some things because they were dumb as shit. Um, Especially when they're driving and the young, the brother goes, Mom, how do I know if I'm getting carsick or not? Elliot asked. Mom turned back to us frowning. Elliot, you never get carsick. Did you forget? Oh, right, Elliot replied. I just thought it might be something to do. What, get carsick? Like, I'm bored. I might as well get carsick. Hey, you know you know what I like to do when I'm bored? Throw up. That's how, like, eating disorders start. Right? Also, I don't know. I haven't read as Goosebumps as recently as you guys, but there's, there's this weird moment Nobody where she has. goes, I can... I could yeah. see, see mom's face turning an angry red. Mom doesn't look like dad, Elliot, and me. She's blonde and has blue eyes. My dad, brother, and I are skinny and dark. The three of us have brown hair and brown eyes. Yes. Does that mean she's not yeah. their real mom? Oh, no, no. He does that all the time. Like, oh, okay. He, uh, so even in my book, um, yeah, mine he, too. Made a point, he made a point to say that um, the main character had blonde hair and everyone else had brown hair. Yeah, you did it in mine too. The yeah. main character had red really? hair and buck teeth, but mm-hmm. his brother 
brown hair was good looking. Yeah, it's, it's always they look different. Well, mine look like the mom, but not the dad. Yeah, Arl Stein's a real like motherfucker when it comes to just family <laughs> genealogy. So Arl Stein's like where those bills sat. Was there? Was there anything in the biography you read about his upbringing? Because clearly like, he's got family issues. He said he hates Is he family. No. or something? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no. In his, uh, keep in mind, his biography was kind of interesting only from the point, like, uh, just where he's coming from. But, like, it, it's aimed at, like, seven-year-olds. So yeah. it's not really, like, you know, I'm into, like, fucking, like, 23 and me or whatever. Did he describe himself <laughs> as looking different hair color than the rest of his siblings? Uh, no, no. It's, I, fa- it's very formulaic with him. It's always uh, he hates the sibling. You mm-hmm. know, they're different looking from the parents or they're different from the parents in some way. You know, there's, always, there's a very, it's, I don't know, he's got a formula that he works with every time. And I feel like yep. that's got a, some kind of like, I'm just going to say Stephen King's on writing is better <laughs> than R.L. Stein's, whatever the hell. I think it's I, called I just, It Came From Ohio is what it's called. I might actually read that, though. On writing or I, It Came From Ohio? I've read on writing. Um, the, the It Came From Ohio. There's just this other part where the main character gets to the payphones. And she goes, I raised the receiver to my ear and started to punch in our number. Then I cried out in surprise. And the next chapter goes, hi there, camper. Boomed a cheerful, deep voice, which I don't have because I sound like I'm a 15-year-old. <laughs> um, have a wonderful day at camp. This is King Jelly Jam greeting you. Work hard, play hard, and win. And always remember, only the best. And, and the main character says out loud, oh no, I cried a stupid message. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm I telling you, had... he has no backspace on his typewriter or whatever. <laughs> typewriter. So, 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 if if Craig were to, to if this is the part of the show where Craig asked me what I would give this, um, I'd give it like a one out of five. As I'm listening to you guys talk about all of yours, except maybe Ryan's, I'm kind of like. Fuck, did I get one of those real, like... Wait, wait, wait. So where did yours go? I mean, like, where was the story? It, it ends. It ends. She, she they killed the monster. They she... killed the monster. Uh, That's it. I, That's yeah. it. It literally ends after King Jelly Jam suffocates on his own stench. Oh, actually, <sighs> no. Hold on. It, the, the, in terms of steining, um, the, very, the very last, like... The very so so this whole time when they are around King Jelly Jam, they're like, God, he smells so fucking bad. He's like piss bum. <laughs> and at the <laughs> man, that was a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, R.L. Stein's new book, Piss Bum. Um, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> at the very end of the book, Stein, I, have you guys ever? He smells it? worse <laughs> dead. <laughs> have you ever watched any interviews i don't know why for the last two nights i've been putting interviews with rl stein on i was like i'm gonna get prepared for this really yeah and then then, um and he he thinks it's a real jokester because i don't know if it says in in the biography that he like started out writing like joke 
comic strip, like comic yeah. strip joke. And so, so, so this whole time they're like, God, King Jillian smells fucking terrible. Yada, yada, yada. And he goes at the very end, they're at home and the mom's making dinner. And he goes, five minutes later, we both smelled the horrible odor at the same time. Yuck. Elliot groaned. He swallowed hard. Wendy, what's that smell? I don't know, he replied in a shaky voice. I heard Mom laugh behind us. We turned to see her standing in the doorway to the kitchen. What's wrong, she asked. I have a pot of Brussels sprouts boiling on the stove. The end. It fucked. That's <laughs> 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 so stupid. He thinks yeah. he's really funny. In another life, R.L. Stein was a really bad stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. What's the deal with Camp Jelly Jam? <laughs> 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 hey, no, uh, I only knew that he wrote like a bunch of like funny shit because um, I'm a big fan. I don't know if y'all know the writer uh, Jeff Strand. Yes, I know yeah. Jeff. And he was on a podcast where he was talking about like R.L. Stein was one of his biggest influences, uh, but only his like funny stuff pre Goosebumps. And so, anyway, it was just kind of interesting, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love, I love Jeff's Andrew Mayhem stuff. It's I, fucking great. See, I can't get into that, but like pressure, really? my, pressure might be my favorite book of all time. I have not read it. Have you read Dweller? No. Well, I have. Dweller's- no, I, I have it on audiobook. I need to check it out, but. No, I I love that. I mean, I've read his recent shit like My Pretties and uh, I don't know. I've probably read ten Jeff Strand books total, but I like his funny shit. But his dark stuff is I love. But yeah, yeah. They, sorry, I'm there. There I am on my <laughs> Brian. <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> this is a, uh, um, Alright, well, we'll take a break and we'll come back with our episode review. Alright, we're back. We are talking The Girl Who Cried Monster. Uh, the the Goosebumps episode. I, Brian, do you have a summary? No! Why would I Alright, yeah. I mean, I can do it. Hold on a second. No, man. No, it's cool. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. So on IMDb, here it goes. It says, Lucy enjoys frightening people, particularly her little brother, with tales of monsters. But when she finally sees a real monster, no one will believe her. I mean, that's... That's That's straight up. Kind of like... That's literally, yeah, the whole episode. With the exception... Do oh, what? that real dumb as fuck twisted. Oh, dude, I love the ending. The, the ending's the it. best part. No, I hate it. I, so she sees um, Mr. Mortman, right? His name is Mr. Mortman. Is that the librarian? Yeah. Yes. He's the librarian. Yeah, did you watch the episode? Jesus. I did, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, like, can we just say... I? Right, every step of the way, I've never seen like a more obvious fucking pedophile... <laughs> right? Then super creepy. Uh, since like Kevin Spacey, right? Like he, he, Like he, in the usual suspects? Yeah, just in general. <laughs> like just him. He is. But uh you know, like 
every step of the way, like, I'm worried about this little girl, like, spending so much time with the librarian, right? Because he's, like, just, like, you know, he's got that. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene later in the show where uh, the parents are in the car watching the librarian talk to the girl. And I'm like, take your take your child, take your child, take your child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, the the scholarly version of Sling Blade, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he looked just straight up like Sling. Uh, I mean, Sling Blade. You know that guy was Sling Blade. Yeah, he just looked, or just like uh, what's that actor? Uh, he looked like I wanna, James. I wanna, do you think people will get it if I tell them? You're coming off a little sling blady right now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know. But, like, he looked a like... a pretty timely uh, reference. He looked like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he looked like, uh, James Spader uh, shaved his head and was playing sling blade. Is what... <laughs> Y'all know that like James actor Spader James now, Spader? though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know he he reminded me of. Do you guys watch uh, what we do in the shadows? Yeah, the mm-hmm. actor who plays Colin Robinson, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a much darker, creepier version of Colin Robinson. That's what I was getting. Yeah, yeah. I, I either way, we would not let our kids around this guy, right? <laughs> and he's the town librarian. Like, I'm specifically I mean, like, they, they, like the the parents and stuff knew him because they even knew where he lived. Mm-hmm. You know. That's weird. I don't know where the town librarian lives. You know, I'm, I mean, I guess I live in a much bigger town. I but mean, like, have a town librarian. I mean, we have a head of the librarian downtown. Houston but, okay. library system. You would say that, but one of my best friends is the head librarian for the next town over. Yeah. And her, she seems great, so apologize to her. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, person I've never met. <laughs> my friend just became a full-blown librarian, and she's pretty boring, so you can keep <laughs> that in. But what I'm saying is, like, okay, when we used to live in, like, Santa Fe, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know where the librarian lived. But she wasn't also a fucking monster. That's true. <laughs> and And we don't know for sure, but she probably wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> I would say no, she probably wasn't. Right? <laughs> uh, probably. But also, but, what kind of a fucking nerd is just spending their time in the library? Well, I mean, <laughs> who reads books? Precocious, <laughs> annoying children. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's get back to. Wow, our listeners are not... Do you think the listeners know we're all pretty loaded? They do now. <laughs> you guys, I misplaced my water. Oh, I found it. It's, it's the giant, giant crystal geyser. of water. It's like a bathtub of water. How do you lose that? <laughs> then we're on the same... The, the, the real thing is nobody actually listens to the Goosebumps episodes. That is true. Oh, yeah. Did we tell you? The Goosebumps episodes have the lowest listenership out of all the episodes. I'm glad you told me now. You've I've told me seven years in a row. Hours. After you had to le- read fucking Camp Jelly Jam or whatever. <laughs> Jelly Jam. Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> what a fucking subtitle. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> 
Brian, I noticed you're not laughing. What the fuck is wrong with your face? I'm he's watching on, you guys laugh. He's on, <laughs> I can feel your human emotions. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, this fucking librarian sus, right? <laughs> I mean, the worst part of the whole episode, well, aside from the girl's haircut. Can we talk about the girl's haircut for sure, a Sure, go for it. Yeah. That's Everything's a horrible, fair game. What, what parent is like, your hair looks great, go out? This that- was... 1995. Oh, it was a terrible haircut. I felt bad for this poor girl. It was awful. I know, right? I'm looking at my hair right now. <laughs> I know, right? But other than, other than that, I was like, um, you probably couldn't... I was wondering, like, could you show this today? Because he, he eats the animals. He eats the spiders. And he eats I don't the- know, Ryan. We don't all live in California, bud. Right, I know. That's the problem. They can't show it in California anymore. You had to VPN your Netflix. Damn. (laughs) Anthony has gone down the spiral. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. Okay, so this episode, the girl watches him like eat bugs and turn into like the most big bad Beetleborg looking monster I've ever seen in my life. It looked so bad. But he was eating bugs, right? Yeah. And then like she keeps telling her parents like monsters, monsters, like she's on this big monster kick. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, he's He's a big monster. And her parents are like, you're not over the monster kick yet. And then he comes and like, there's not much more. I mean, nobody believes her. So she goes back to get photographic evidence. But they don't believe her because she's constantly being like, oh, no, my toes are getting eaten off by this toe biter monster. And oh, no, I'm being attacked by this monster because she's like in true R.L. Stein fashion. She's a shitty sibling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she is the shitty sibling. Yeah, this is one is of the the, rare. the the rare ones where it's usually the main character getting shit on by their sibling. She's the one doing the shitting. Yeah, your protagonist. Yeah, there's is. a lot of shitting in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so nobody believes her. She goes to get like photographic evidence. Um, he does the exact same thing. Like, I'm pretty sure it was the same footage of him oh, eating the spiders. And, absolutely. And then the they're not gonna waste footage of like their big special effects moment yeah <laughs> and uh i'm surprised they didn't like just like mirror the image so it looked a little bit different you know or something they just didn't even care flat out the same shot same angle same everything so he sees her take the picture she runs away and then like i don't know he's got her backpack or something right and he tracks her down and then, like, there's like a vampire moment where he's outside. Oh, he her can't. House. That's right. He can't come into her house. Or yes. Yeah, but why? Because she had the door it's locked. Not... Yeah, there was like a screen door, right? Yeah, it was a screen oh, door, that what it was? but it was locked, and yeah. it, it seemed more like supernatural because she's like, "The door is locked. My parents aren't home. Wait, my parents are home, but they're like not here." Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, she but, tries to fake him out. Yeah. 
And so, so then the parents come home and they're like, hey, Mr. Mortman, the local pedophile librarian, like, <laughs> why don't you stay over for dinner? And he's like, sounds great. And he's like, like being like uh, super creepy, like where he's going to eat them all. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, yeah, super creep. I'm like, who would ever elect that person on their town payroll? Ele- <laughs> like, elect them librarian? Is that what you're saying? I mean, he seems like every librarian I've ever known, they all probably got red dots above their houses. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, then the parents invite them. Uh, Invite him over, and then they just straight up eat him because it turns. Oh no! no. Up. He's like, "What's for dinner?" And they're like, "You." Yeah, there's so many double entendres. Insert crypt keeper laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, solid. It's not bad. Decent John Cassier impression. It's it's no Wolfman Jack, but Wolfman I'll give it to Jack. you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and so the the parents eat the guy. Turns yeah. out they they, they, they were, were monsters. They were monsters, and they didn't like their daughter talking about monsters so much, so that it didn't attract other people to think they were monsters. Anyway, but then her friend shows up wearing that monster mask to spoop her, and then like the, it, then they, it leads you to believe they're going to eat the the friend, but it's just a dumb R.L. Stein joke. God, yeah, they should have eaten him. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this actually r- reminded me a lot of like a tales from the dark side episode it opens like a tales from the dark side episode with like the same weird music have you never seen an episode of Goosebumps? <laughs> yeah but this seems darker I, than most Goosebumps episodes like and no this no no i'm saying about episode. the music yeah yeah this was the very very first one are you talking about like the the theme song because no, this I'm is talking about okay. Because it's the greatest starts. theme song of all time. Yeah, well, don't Brian, take away I'm gonna the dog. have to disagree with you. Uh, um, can you name the, another one that has dog bark samples? Um, no. But the greatest theme song it's of all close. time is the Tales from the Crypt. Song. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear any dog barks. <laughs> That is true. Zero <laughs> negative ghost. We're bark. a big dog bark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, man and like the the real monster was man all along. Mm-hmm. Right. I I actually love knowledge this will episode. get you killed. I love this. <laughs> Okay, so I can't separate this episode from my dad. Like, my dad was the coolest. (laughs) He was the coolest fucking dude. He passed away a few years ago, but he loved this book. And he was like, remember that Goosebumps book when the the (laughs) parents just ate the fucking guy they thought was a monster? Like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, I... I cannot separate the episode from him. And I love this episode. I thought it was fun. I I didn't. Is it good? No. Is it good for a Goosebumps episode? Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. 
I did notice this was one of the uh, one of the only uh, Stein stories I know where the sibling has really nothing to do with it. Like the sibling's kind of like fuck off, and then there's just a girl. He's super annoying, and uh, it was a departure from his normal. Kind of, he 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 threw the formula away for a minute, which was good. I yeah, it could also be uh, editing it down to a twenty-two minute episode. Also, yeah. catching you us know. off guard on episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, what, nineteen eighty five, the books have been out for a few years by then. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I don't know. I like this episode a lot. I um, did too. I thought it was fun. I actually was so interested in the library building that I Googled it. What a I was like, where is that fucking building? And it's actually a frat house at the University of Toronto. What? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, that building's cool. Where the fuck's that? And I looked it up. And it's uh, shot it at a frat house. Hmm. Was it a frat house then? Yeah, I guess so. Frat house now. You can go on Google Earth and look. I did. <laughs> Everything. You looked on Google Earth? <laughs> How's it look now? I'm Same. shocked you knew how to use Google Earth Street View. Right? Because I'm all old joke. Oh, I, you can go on and look. It looks the same. It looks the same. Uh, huh. Interesting build. Thanks, Dad. That's what I got out of that fucking episode was that architecture is cool. I'm going to look up this build. Oh, my God. What are you, like, 800 years old? <laughs> hey, there's nothing Wait, wrong didn't with... Wait, uh... Anthony... Didn't he become your friend by being a fan of you? Yes. And now you're just like <laughs> just shitting all over him? Yeah. Calling him 900 yeah, years old. into the elder abuse this day. Don't, know. Know. Don't let abuse. this man work at a... I was going to say old nursery. What are those called? <laughs> nursing home? Yeah, nursing Convalescent home. home? Don't let him near it. Yeah, but you guys don't realize this. For the Up until this episode... Ryan will consistently pick on me in front of other people. Yeah. So I'm just giving it back. You can you can give it. I take. Yeah, you take. I'll take. I'll wear my small underwear and <laughs> I was gonna say gaping, but don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I mean I was gonna defend the architecture thing, but. I think we're past that now. Well, yeah. I was like, this is a fucking weird library. I gotta look this shit up because I'm old. That's where I was at. I'm just, I must I, I, visit this landmark. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> architecture is neat. Um, my I, wife and I once, for our anniversary, went to Dallas and did all, uh, like, I we went and checked out all the buildings in RoboCop. That's fucking <laughs> rad. Oh, that's nice. Alright, so, you're gonna give it a... Uh, Scale oh, of one back? to five. Are we still recording it? Yeah, we're still recording, okay. bud. Scale right. one to five. What are you going to give this episode? Ryan, C. Thomas, what are you giving this episode? I'm a three and a half. Anthony Trevino, what are you giving this episode? Like a three out of five. Brian. Alan. Four. Dylan. 
<laughs> I'm also going to get it a four on the scale of goosebumps. Oh, if it was a scale of boost, goosebumps. <laughs> boost gumps. <laughs> boost gumps. It'd be I, a five. Oh, no. But, but I, I will say scale of goosebumps is what I'm judging it as. All the goosebumps I've seen. Four out of five. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I love when the parents eat them. <laughs> Done. Yeah. All right. I love the teeth. The teeth prosthetics are so oh, good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like snake. So people. convincing. All right. So, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see you next episode. Well, uh, do do you want to like plug stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. you guys or anything? Are authors. Uh, I don't know. History's three. See the Listen to B movies and he books to get some lowdown on the the history's saga, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we, it's a saga now, not a trilogy. <clears throat> trilogy. <sighs> We've done the first two episodes, and uh, yeah, we will be covering episode three. Uh, objectively, next episode. Yeah, do it. You guys, you know, you object. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we will object if we don't like it. I haven't started it really. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll check that epi- next episode. Brian, I got the n- next movie recommendation. You down okay. for uh, Night of the Animated Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. Animated version of Night of the Living Dead. What? This is a thing? Yeah, not only is it a thing, it's a thing I got right here, and Brian can get, yeah. All right, we'll we'll see y'all next episode.